Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. I am joined once again by the Tyler Wads. Tyler, what's up, man? Oh, not much, Mike. How you doing, man? It's it's good to have you back. I had to do the show by myself, and it was um it was de- probably as depressing as everyone thought it was. Oh, Mike's talking to himself again. Great. <laughs> oh no, it was a great episode, Mike. Don't don't sell yourself short. Well, there was a lot of there was a lot of news um, over the last uh, week or so. While uh, I was out in uh, Denver, enjoying myself on the mountain, uh, snowboarding, and not not breaking my legs, which is which is always positive. I feel like that's probably what I would have done if I was on the mountain. So you did better than me. It's um, it's quite dangerous. I'm not very good at it, so uh, I don't know why I do it. I'm always sore afterwards. Did you um, say on the beginner slope, Mike? Don't don't lie now. Did uh, you? you know, I've graduated to the blues. <laughs> I uh, I bomb the groomers as hard as possible, and by hard as possible, I mean um, sl- as fast as most twelve year olds. <laughs> that that's always the most embarrassing thing when I go is like I just see some little kid just r- race past me, and I'm like, that's just this just isn't for me, man. It's not for me. They have no fear. They really <laughs> don't. They also have less um, distance to fall to the ground. So you they can't can, hurt yourself as bad, I guess. I mean, that yeah, they, they can go as hard as they want. Yeah, it's weird. You see the real kid, little little kids up on like the, the really steep slopes on the moguls, just taking it real easy, and it's like, eh, screw you, kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, kids, gotta love them. But other than that, yeah, it was, it was it was a good trip. But it's uh it's good to have you back on the show as well. I'm glad I'm glad you're back. It is good to be here, my man. It is good to be here. Um, we do have a few things, and we can maybe rehash a little bit of the news because um, I do like talking about the Clippers. But uh, we'll start with there with the Clippers. Blake Griffin is back in action. He played his first game um, just the other night, and um, he didn't shoot the ball terribly well. But that's kind of to be expected with someone who hadn't played in um, since the middle of December, so a little over a month. He uh, only played 29 minutes, but actually I, I was kind of surprised he played uh, close to 30 minutes. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, shooting 27%. What did you make of the return of Blake Griffin? Well, they didn't have Rivers uh, coaching. Um, he actually was sick, I think, or something. Was don't, come on, don't, don't say that Doc what? Rivers is the, the X factor on this team. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is <laughs> the assistant probably was like not trying to ride Blake Griffin and be like, hey, you got to come out of the game. So that could have been why he got a couple extra minutes. Um, that's just all speculation on my part. But, I mean, Blake Griffin's going to be Blake Griffin, right? I mean, he's going to do Blake Griffin things. And, and for fantasy, I mean, the, yeah. that was a perfect opportunity to kind of buy low there on him like about a week and a half or two weeks ago. But now, I mean, like, He's going to be Blake Griffin. Like you're going to buy him for more than he's worth, probably, and he's going to do what he always does. Yeah, I I, I, I suggested people buy low on Blake Griffin, and the second CP3 went out, so um, Chris Paul is out till uh, looks like early March, and the fact that he's out makes Blake Griffin way more interesting. Um, if you remember, what it was it a couple years ago uh, when Chris Paul missed some extended time. Blake Griffin was dropping like triple doubles. He was playing like LeBron out there, um, old LeBron, like good LeBron. Um, he he could do the exact same thing coming uh, coming back, leading this team into uh, March and April. Uh, 
so I would say he's trending up uh, pretty hard. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Um, I, th- I totally agree with that. Um, I think that you know when when Chris Paul's out, they just want to give him so much more usage that I mean he's he's obviously going to produce a little bit better stats. Uh, the thing that worries me always about Blake Griffin and trying to trade for Blake Griffin is like the guy in my league who seems to own Blake Griffin is always like a big Clippers or Blake Griffin guy. And just like want some astronomical amount for him. I don't know if you find that or not, but it always seems strange. Like he always seems like he has more name value than actual value. Yeah, I think actually, um, in my experience, whoever's owned Blake Griffin really likes Blake Griffin, like almost more than the numbers say you should like Blake Griffin. And don't get me wrong, you know, in the last couple of years, he's been ranked in the top 30. Uh, he was ranked 42nd uh, last year, even though he only played 35 games. Uh, on averages anyway, people uh, he he tend to like him a lot more than I think the um, I guess the rankings bear out because he doesn't really get blocks for um, for um, a big man. His uh, free throw is not is in seventy two percent, which is not great at all. It's um, it's surprising that you do have to give up a little bit more for Blake Griffin, which is really just not what you want to do. You don't want to give up more than Blake Griffin is worth. And I, I feel like whoever owns him has a very high uh, standard for uh, Blake Griffin, which just isn't reality. He does what's sexy. That's why, right? I mean, he assists, he rebounds, and he gets points. Yeah, his his um, assists are very um, impressive for a big man. But, uh, you know, Mason Plumley's also averaging close to four and a half assists. So... Hey, Take, man, you, you didn't read my great article for Hashtag Basketball, did you, about how Mason Plumley might be the best passing center in the league? I um I did not read that article, but I, it's an interesting theory. Would you say he gets more opportunities just because of the some of the sets that Portland runs, or do you think he's just got great vision? Um, I think he gets a lot more opportunities than some other guys, but I also think that, that that's – a product of him being a decent passer, you know what I mean? Like if you're if you got a terrible passing big man, you're not going to give him those opportunities, are you? True. He's not he's not going to make that pass. He's not going to find the the open guy. It probably does help that Lillard and and CJ McCollum are the, probably the guys he's passing it out to. So that can't hurt. Oh yeah, no doubt, but I mean, it was it was kind of a fun article, right? Just thinking about it. And there's no real stats to go on other than assists, right? I mean, like, yeah, there, there's no there's was, no good stats. So it was just fun to really wanted to dive deep into like the advanced stats and the the distance between people when they're passing the ball, which I don't even know if we have access to some of that stuff. Wow, that I have never even thought about looking that up. I I, I might give it a look. I, I once did a deep dive into like how many shots Jimmy Butler takes where someone's like up, up in his grill and it's all sorted uh, somewhere on those NBA advanced stats. And um, I don't know if passing, if they have that um, mapped out, I know they have basically every, everything's mapped out somewhere, but I don't know if they have that public access for, uh, for assists. Oh, you just gave me a new, a new homework assignment, Mike. Get after it. It's uh, there's a lot of, I, that's how you get on eventually, you know, you get on, you're suddenly on the advanced uh, stat uh, team for the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> that's, when you, 
that's when you know you have no life. Okay, so they got they got crazy stats: passes made, passes received, assists, free throw assists, secondary assists, potential assists, assist points created, assists adjusted. These are all crazy stats you can look up on nbastats.com under the passing section. So yeah, some, some of those are completely worthless. I think some of them are actually very um, interesting to see. Some of them, I think you need a PhD to understand how they even calculate it. Well, like some people just make up uh, random stuff like, well, a potential assist could actually give uh, to, a, to an open guy. So then you have to go look at that potential assist if it went to an open guy or not open guy and where it was on the shot clock. And then it's like, was that a quality shot he missed or not? So it's like he's making an attempt for an assist. Was it a good pass or was it a pass to get out of a situation? That's like the crap that, you know, these NBA teams are looking at. Well, and and here's the thing too is like you can pass it to an open guy, but it can still be a terrible shot, right? Because if the player is not a if he's in a bad spot for him on the floor, like say, I don't know, someone who can't make a three-pointer standing behind the three-point line and he's wide open, was that a good pass or a bad pass? Yeah, and if you pass it to Rondo, it's always a bad pass. So does Ron, does Rondo ever receive a pass? Um, only to immediately give it to somebody else. Only immediately to try to get an assist. Yes, he's not cutting to the basket and getting <laughs> getting a nice dish from Dwayne Wade or Jimmy Butler, who could actually uh, both pass the ball very well. No, he's he's not creating any uh, offense on his own. He's um, just passing the ball to whoever. Usually, just a mid range too, like. Uh, that's something you, I, I should probably look up on advanced stats. How many mid-range twos does Rondo pass into? Because I feel like it's a lot. Was that the world's greatest segue into our Bulls corner segment where you oh. talked about your Bulls? Because I got a question for you that I've been thinking about. And I don't I even want to hear it. Go on. All right. Should the Bulls just ditch point guard and make either Dwayne Wade or Jimmy Butler their point guard and just not play a point guard at all? Yes. And play like Paul Zipser or Nikola Mirotic, someone like that, and just say, we don't need no point guard? The answer is yes. Um, They should have probably done it last year when Rose was out. They kind of did. Jimmy Butler was the kind of the de facto point guard. Um, The the level of enthusiasm in Bulls Nation is low, real low. They had an incredibly embarrassing loss to Atlanta a few nights ago, sometime last week. Uh, where they were just smoked. They were smoked in the first quarter and the game was over. Like, that's how bad it was. People on Twitter were writing obituaries during the first quarter and I wasn't watching the game. And I was like, thank God I'm not watching the game. I'm going to throw myself off this mountain if I was watching this game. Turnaround tonight, they lost to the Hawks again. They should be up for that game. They were in the lead the entire game until the fourth quarter. Um, Let Atlanta score 41 points in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler had 40 points. Dwayne Wade had 33 points. The next highest person was Doug McDermott with 10. Team's All bad. Right. So second and end final question, because I don't, I don't want you to get too depressed here. What should the Bulls do from here? And so this segues a little bit into an article I just wrote about um, right now the Bulls are shopping Rondo and Nico Miritich. And I think – a move has to be made, and I'm actually on the on the corner. I'll probably write an article about this too. Is um, either the Bulls need to trade Jimmy Butler, or they need to trade everyone else other than Jimmy Butler? 
And if they trade Jimmy Butler, they might as well also trade everybody else. So either trade everybody or everybody but Jimmy Butler. And um, I'm still on the I'm on the trade everyone but Jimmy Butler bandwagon because you have to have something on your team to attract people to your team. And if you're going to go out and get you know draft picks, so you know Jimmy Butler, you know is an all-star. Jimmy Butler is an incredible player. He's just he's getting better every year. He's just scored 40 points tonight. When you look at his ability to score with a team that ha- basically doesn't open the lane for him, there's no spacing. Uh, it's, it's kind of amazing to see that he's that good. So, you know, you're going to get some good high picks, maybe some uh, Boston, uh, some Brooklyn picks from Boston maybe. Um, maybe some Minnesota picks. Those are probably my two spots for Jimmy Butler to go to. And um, maybe even L.A. You know, Jimmy Butler uh, can hang out with his uh, buddy Mark Wahlberg out in L.A. That'd be fine. Uh, stay at his house. But um, if you get a draft pick or a couple of draft picks, you're trying to get someone like Jimmy Butler or better. So why give up Jimmy Butler for a draft pick that might or might not be Jimmy Butler? Like, what are the odds you're getting someone who's Jimmy Butler or better uh, with, like, something that could be, like, the sixth pick in the draft? So. Well, I, I think you nailed it, but I mean, how easy is it going to be to build a team around Jimmy Butler that can compete for a championship? Um, in the sense that, I mean, they don't have a lot of players other than Jimmy Butler who are worth a ton. I mean, is anyone buying Dwayne Wade at 35? I mean, is anyone buying a lot of the players that they have? Um, I- I wish someone would uh, take Rajon Rondo. I, I think we'll we'll trade him for um, a used basketball net. Uh, we'll trade him for a, a, a burrito from the stadium. Like anything, anything you got. Cleveland, LeBron's talking about they need a playmaker. All Rondo does is pass the ball. That's exactly what is that what you want? Give us. Um, I don't know. You you know Harrison what they're going to do. If, if they you know, can trade him, contract. you know what you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to trade him in like a second round pick for a future second round pick, one of those fake ones that never actually turns into a second round pick because it's like the stipulation. Top, yeah, top eighty nine thousand protected, and like it doesn't even make any sense how that's a pick. Well, we are we are sitting. Uh, the Kings beat the Cavs tonight, which is great news. Uh, it's always good to see the Cavs lose. But uh, especially the Kings, because the Kings, Bulls got their draft pick. If it's like, I think it's top eight protected. And if they don't get it this year, it turns into a second round pick next year. A completely worthless second round pick. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So, I don't know. If you want to go check out my, uh, what the Bulls can actually get from Rajon Rondo, Nico Mirtich, go to hashtag basketball.com. I essentially do say, please give... Uh, the Bulls, anything for Rajon Rondo, it would be the best thing to get him off. The <laughs> it was team... a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, but if, if you want to hear about Nico, which is actually, I think Nico is a very good asset. He's 25 years old. He does have a uh, really good range. Yes, he's incredibly streaky, but I, I think the Bulls are playing him wrong. He They, they have him doing spot-up threes when really he's he's a decent ball handler. He's got a decent vision. He's actually pretty decent at defense as well. Um, I think you, you let Nico run the second team and that just can't happen with the stupid guard situation that we're in. 
Um, on the right team, I think he could be a really fun kind of playmaking big man with some three-point range and some just some crazy plays. I mean, every once in a while, you just get a glimpse of some awesomeness from Nico Miritich. And uh, I will recommend the article. It, is, it was really good. You did, you did a nice job. Yeah, if you, I'll, spoil, I'll spoil one of the teams. Imagine Nico on the Houston Rockets. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I don't even yeah. want to think about it. It's so good. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, it would be interesting to see him play with a real coach. That'd be nice. All right, enough shade thrown at the don't, Chicago Bulls. Don't give Mike D'Antoni too much credit. Hey, D'Antoni is, 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 is an offensive um, savant. Not much he, else. I say he's never heard of defense. So No. Well, who cares? <laughs> defense they're, isn't exciting. They're fun to watch. They're always fun to watch. If D'Antoni's coaching, they're always fun to watch. Oh, that's for sure. Um, we got a couple other uh, injuries in uh, running around the league, and these are kind of minor injuries, uh, but we should still talk about them anyway. Uh, Paul Gasol, uh, what, what happened to Paul Gasol? Uh, I, I actually, I think I missed this one. He broke his hand in warmups. Brilliant. Yes, and he had surgery, um, which supposedly went well, and he is out four to six weeks with his broken hand. So. In his few game absence that he's had so far, um, David Lee, yes, that David Lee from the Golden State Warriors of yesteryear, uh, started for the first game and actually played pretty well. And then uh, in the last game, Dwayne Dedman started. So you interested in either one of those two guys? Um, I just want to know the Spurs are undefeated since uh, Paul Gasol left. Just want to throw that out there. Um, I like... I don't know if I like either one of those guys, uh, unless you just for streaming purposes, maybe. Dwayne Dedman does kind of interest me a little bit because he does put up interesting stats. He's, he shoots an incredibly high percentage, like an insanely high percentage, something like uh, close to close to 65%. Hard to miss um, a dunk. Yeah, it's hard to miss those lands. But he only shoots about three shots, so not that great. Um, Deadman interests me what he can do in 30 minutes. So he did start what against Brooklyn played 28 minutes, 10 points, eight rebounds and assists, steal and a block. Okay. That's fine. Um, he's not going to blow you away anywhere else. So he could like, you know, maybe borderline hit the, um, that drop zone area. If you need a big man, other than that, I'm not, I don't think I'm interested in either one of those guys. I like his death there on this ESPN picture, Dwayne Dedman. I'm, I'm digging that. That's about the best thing I can say about him. What about uh, David Lee? David Lee's got some funky hair in his picture. Uh, David Lee's a, a points and rebounds guy. Um, so if those are two stats you need, um, he, he does give you some good points and rebounds. I'm just not sure how many minutes he's really going to play. Um, he played 25 yesterday against Brooklyn. Now, in the two games he started, he did get 33 and 36 minutes. Um, so if if they do say they're starting him, um, he's worth it. I mean, he got 11 and 16 rebounds and 14 and 10 points in those two games. Um, like I said, points and rebounds if you need those. Stream up. Yeah, if they're going to play uh, David Lee over, over 30 minutes, which they did in two games, but they did not in the next two, um, why not? Why not You know, put him on the end of your bench if you need those big man stats? Uh, Double-digit rebounds are actually kind of hard to come by in this league. That kinda... No, go ahead. I'll agree with that. I mean, 
the rebounds are worth it. Um, I I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I mean, it makes Zach Randolph a guy I stream a lot. Like if he gets dropped, I pick him up and and stream him for a few games, just needing the rebounds, um, because he gets a lot of rebounds. It's funny that you mentioned him because I was just about to ask you a question. Um, believe it or not, we have a sponsor, uh, and it is no halftime uh, dot com. And if you haven't heard of NoHalftime.com, which I know, Tyler, I know you've heard of NoHalftime.com. Oh, me and NoHalftime are tight. You you got a lot of history with NoHalftime.com. That's right. We are boys. So, yeah, NoHalftime.com um, is a mobile gaming app, a mobile fantasy app, where you can pit two players against each other, and basically the winner um, goes home with the money. You're not playing a team against a team. You're playing one player against one player, and this is for all the major sports, NFL, NBA, NHL, even the PGA. Um, and I have a nohalftime.com question of the night for you. David oh, Lee or, or Zach Randolph? Oh, oh, that, that, that's a tough one. Um, so, yeah, I love No Halftime in the sense that it's DFS that you can play in a minute. Okay, You don't got to spend all that crazy time trying to research it. Um, like you do if you're going to play like a big, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever your, your favorite DFS site is. You can literally just find a guy you think, oh, man, this guy's going to have a real good game tonight. Pit him up against someone you think, nah, that guy's not going to do that good. Boom, and make yourself some money. Um, in your challenge, I think I'm going to have to go Zach Randolph just because I think he's definitely going to get the minutes. And who knows what Pop's going to do. That's true. The Popovich factor is strong. I think it's very hit or miss. I think the risk, the risk reward, is is for David Lee. You might lose that bet because David Lee only pays eighteen minutes. But if he plays thirty three, I think David Lee might pull it out. Oh, I could see it. I could see it. David Lee gets big points and big rebounds if he gets thirty three minutes. Yeah, I think that's actually a very good uh, no halftime challenge of the evening. And if you want to go out and make that bet against some random person or one of your friends, download no halftime dot, uh, the app on your phone right now. We're going to have uh, no halftime.com and download the app via their website and use the promo code boxes. That is B O X E S for a special promo that will help you get started with your very first uh, no halftime bet. Yeah, go out and check it out, man. It's actually a really cool, really fun little quick thing you can do with your buddies. Make fun of them, razz them, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's the part I love about it. Just stealing five bucks from my buddy and going, ha, you don't know anything about basketball. That's that's the fun part. And I think I like it better than the the, the full lineups. Because you, got, you could have a great, perfect lineup except for one dude, and it ruins your entire night. Well, that and there's so much there. I, I won't say so much, but there's some amount of luck involved in the whole lineup thing. In the yeah. sense that, oh, you were smart enough to pick some guy who never really should have played, but for some reason got 20 minutes and got you, you know, 10 points and 10 rebounds. Don't don't get fooled by those 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 big DFS uh, uh, full game versus full game people. Check out nohalftime.com. So let's go back to the injury list. Another injury that just happened uh, looks like tonight. Uh oh! Don't say it is. Don't say it's so. Anthony Davis, right thigh bruise. What do you make of this? It doesn't look like it's too serious, but um, Anthony Davis did not play um, on the twenty third due to a thigh contusion, and he did not. Uh, well, look, did he play tonight? 
What's going on here? He played 16 minutes tonight, cleared himself in the game, came out, and did not return after 16 minutes. Um, in the three games before he missed the game, the minutes were down. Um, I don't know if it was the thigh bruise or not. Um, but, ah, oh, man, this guy always scares me, man. I just want to see him get healthy and be the monster he can be. But is it ever going to happen? I mean, I just don't so, know. So far with Anthony Davis this year, you've had a pretty good run. He hasn't missed hardly any extended time. Some games he's played, you know, uh, down minutes, but some games he's played over a lot of games. Actually, quite a few games he's over here he's played over 40 minutes. I think you've got a pretty pretty impressive season out of Anthony Davis so far with no serious injury. Would you trade Anthony Davis? The second best player in, what in fantasy. What, what am I getting back? Ooh, let's play. Uh, let's play. Trade me, Anthony Davis. The, the trade me, Anthony Davis game. Oh, uh, this is my favorite game of all the games. Of all the, of all the segments we do, trade the trade me random guy game. Probably the top <laughs> game. All right. So Anthony Davis, second best player in the league. What are you going to get back from that guy? You don't know if he's going to come back from injury real quick. It doesn't look very serious. Hmm. This is a tough one because with a guy like Anthony Davis, I don't think anyone's going to do a one-for-one with Kevin Durant or Giannis. Those are the two guys around him. I don't think anyone's doing a one-for-one there. No, I think the best – or, or I guess I, I don't know if that's what I want to say. The the best worst whatever you want to say the the top you're getting is probably like a late first round pick in a yeah. one for one. So you're probably getting someone like Boogie. Would Which you I trade Boogie for Anthony Davis? Well, Boogie's kind of got a, a little bit of an injury history himself. True, and a technical uh, flagrant foul history um, as well. I think. I'm keeping Anthony Davis in that one. Hmm. That's probably a good sign. I think you have to do a two-for-one with Anthony Davis. I think anyone in the top ten, really, you should be getting a two-for-one, um, no matter what. Because doing a one-for-one, unless it's completely helping your team out because you're top-heavy in um, big men, so let's say you have Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins, all right, getting rid of Anthony Davis ain't no thing, but you should still get a lot of quality back. I would suggest for Anthony Davis, and let's see if you would do this trade. I don't know if this person would do this trade. Miles Turner and Chris Paul for Anthony Davis. In, injured Chris Paul till, till March. Is this a Roto League or head-to-head? Mm, Roto. Do I have it? Okay. So if it's Roto, if it's Roto I'm, uh, I'll, I'll do that deal. I'll take Miles Turner. Um I found a player I would do one for one if I'm giving up Anthony Davis, and I want to see what you think about this, though, because I think this is interesting. I have Anthony Davis. I'm willing to take back in a one for one trade, Carl Anthony Towns. Hmm. That's an interesting predicament. Carl Anthony Towns has been playing pretty well lately. I would do it. I would do it. I love Carl Anthony Towns. I know he hasn't had the the the, the season that everyone thought he was going to have 
Uh, everyone thought he was going to take a, a big leap. He's playing better than last season for sure. Uh, he's just ranked similarly to last season. So I don't know why a lot of people are are, are thinking Car Anthony. Everyone thought Car Anthony Towns would be the third best player in the league going into the season. I, that's how I assumed even he would be a top you know five player. It wasn't out of the question. Um. Yeah. There, and I think Carl Anthony Towns has been turning it on just a little bit. Anthony Davis, most games he's ever played in a season is 68. He's played 41 so far this season. Um, now, obviously, he could have the season where he stays healthy and plays 75 games, and it's possible. But I think I'd rather have the safety of Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is a little bit safer. I think this is kind of a win-win because the person you're trading to is going to be like, well, Anthony Davis is the second best player in the league. This is great for me. And if you're worried about Anthony Davis' health, you're kind of getting a win too. You get someone who does almost the exact same stuff, a little less blocks, a little less of really everything across the board. But you're keeping it safe with a non-injured player. Um, I would rather – I'd much rather try to see if I can throw Chris Paul into a trade – uh, even if I was in a head-to-head league, but only if I was in the top half of a head-to-head league. Uh, only if or, I was, or I had that open IR players. spot, right? I mean, if you got that open yeah. IR spot, you can always fit in a Chris Paul-type player. But, yeah, no IR spot in a head-to-head league. It gets really difficult to hold on to someone for that long. And, I mean, what they're projecting he misses like 17 more games. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so, uh, about six weeks So at, at best. And you got the All Star Week in there, so it's really only like five, right? I mean, yeah, that's not too bad. Um, yeah, no, without an IR spot though, that's so tough to miss in a head-to-head league. But in Roto, I mean, you can kind of paper the cracks with not having to really play that spot that much. So, yeah, I would say if you're if you're playoff bound or you feel like you're playoff bound, having Chris Paul come back for the playoffs is probably going to win you the win you the league. Plus, Chris Paul is just an awesome guy to watch. Who wouldn't want Chris Paul on their team? Yeah, he's great. He is one of the dirtiest players in the league, but he is great. <laughs> That's right. No comment throwing, on that. Throwing shade at everybody tonight. Mike hates everyone. You can find him at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. If Chris Paul, if Chris Paul tweets me, that'd be the highlight of my life. Even if it was to tell me to shut up. <laughs> Mike, shut your mouth, Chris Paul. <laughs> love, love Chris Paul. Oh, thanks. That was nice. <laughs> Um, so we, we've been working on something for the mid season and, uh, we wanted to do kind of a, a little bit of, um, an awards kind of, kind of a mid season award ceremony. Um, and when it comes to fantasy, it's kind of hard to, um, pick awards and it's, uh, you don't want to just go, well, who are the, who's the all-star guys? I mean, everybody, the all-star teams uh, being set right now, somehow Jaja Patchouli is on it. Um, if you did a fantasy all-star team, all you have to do is look at the rankings and go, well, yeah, uh, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Anthony Davis. That's no fun. So instead, we made up some um, some unique awards, and then we also went with a um, an all-star list of guys who were um, a lot more impressive than their average uh, draft. So these some of these guys are really good. Some of them are actually some of the best. But um, it's really more of like who is producing an amazing value compared to their average draft position. So one of the first awards we went with was the most disappointing award. So let's start by throwing more shade 
and people. Um, the most disappointing award. Who do you got getting the most disappointing award, Tyler? The most disappointing award for me is Andrew Wiggins. Now, Ooh. this guy in nine category leagues, according to our friends at Basketball Monster, is the 160th best player in 45 games this season. Now, this is a guy who was obviously the, the number one pick there a couple years back, and everyone thought was going to be, you know, this superstar, you know. But in fantasy, he just really doesn't do anything other than score points. That's true. And so he kind of kills your team, doesn't he? He's he's not doing enough to to really warrant – being owned, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I disagree. And so that, to me, is just disappointing and depressing. So he is my most disappointing man this year. Who do you got on your most disappointing list? Well, I'm going to kick a man while he's down. Oh, something like, don't do it, just, man. Don't do it. Is why something I'm very good at. Um, Paul Gasol with his broken, his broken <laughs> hand. He's out, already out for the month. Um, the guy is incredibly uh, disappointing this year. He was in the top 20 the last two seasons with the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, it was to be expected for him to take a a little bit of a minutes hit, um, a little bit of a production hit when he went to the Spurs. You know how Popovich likes to move people around, doesn't appreciate guys who don't play defense. Um, Paul Gasol fell fell off the map. Even playing 27, averaging about a little over 26 minutes a game, uh, he is nowhere close to what he was doing in the last two years. He is ranked 81st in um, averages in nine cat leagues for the season. His inconsistency, even to start the season, his inconsistency where he's playing like 18 minutes a game. I mean, if we go in here and look, he's had recent games in, in, in this month where he's played 19 minutes. Uh, start out the year he played 18 minutes, 21 minutes, 12 minutes. The guy, I think he's only broke, you know, 30 minutes about, you know, six or seven times this year. Uh, It's very disappointing. I'm sure a lot of people drafted him. I think his average draft position was in the 50s, which I think was a fair drop-off, maybe even a little too harsh of a drop-off from where he was ranked in the – when he was ranked in the top 20 moving to the Spurs – um, that was a, there was a drop off to be expected, but the guy is at the bottom tier of any any standard league, and um, it's disappointing. Yeah, no, and I mean, Pau Gasol is just kind of a, a fun guy to root for. I'm um, just a crazy talented guy who can do a lot of things most seven foot men can't do. So it is really disappointing for me. He loves the opera. Loves the opera. He's well, actually like well, no, really okay. smart. Um. Did you hear the thing about how like he sits in on surgeries in Spain? I've heard of this. Yes. Are 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 his parents doctors? Yeah, and like apparently he wants to like kind of be a doctor when he quits playing basketball. And so like in Spain they like let him go to the hospital and like watch people do surgeries and like they actually like ask for his opinions and crap. Like apparently he's like really really smart about medicine and all that stuff, so I don't know if I want Paul Gasol sitting in on my surgery. <laughs> yeah, me neither, weird. but it'd be cool to wake up and see Paul Gasol and be like, oh, Paul Gasol. This is great, I think. <laughs> Unless you just did the surgery, then it's not that great. 
you'd be you'd be having that the little like fogginess from the medicine, so you you wouldn't even know it was Palgasol. Trust me. True. I'd be like, man, I think I saw Palgasol. He's like, shut up. He didn't see Palgasol. <laughs> no, I swear he's he did my surgery. I think. <laughs> oh man, Mike gets surgery from Palgasol. This is going to be our our season finale episode. Oh gosh, it, it might be. Um, if I get surgery from him, I probably won't be coming back. Um, let's see. The next award we got is the best sleeper award. So this is going to go to the guy who was considered a sleeper before the season. You know, the guy people were talking, whispering about, talking about um, someone who was probably drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh round of your of your league. Turned out that guy was the best idea to draft. He's probably helping you win your league right now. Uh, who who'd you get for best sleeper award? Is there another choice than the guy I picked for the best sleeper award, Mike? I mean, it's got to be Joel Embiid, doesn't it? Ooh, that is, hmm, that is a tough, um, it's tough to argue with that. I love Joel Embiid. He was way more impressive. He was obviously a very popular sleeper. It's it's rare that the popular sleepers turn out. Well, and I mean, I think too, like if you look at ESPN, they said he was picked 94th overall in their live draft results, which just seems insane now. I mean, just as good as he's been. I think that what scared some people off was the fact that he missed the last two years with those injuries, and they were thinking, oh, maybe he just gets hurt again. And so that that one little nugget there, I think, drove the price down just far enough that he got he got the award, man. I think what's what's even more impressive is he's averaging 25 minutes a game. And um, Oh, yeah. That's it. He's 25 minutes a game. He's almost averaging 20 points. He's getting two and a half blocks and about eight rebounds and hitting threes. As a I mean, monster. I think in, in 32, 33 minutes, is, is he the best player in fantasy? No, but he's top 10. I, I put him in the top 10 maybe, but he's not going to be better insane. than Giannis. It's insane well, though, isn't it? For, for a 94th pick. Now he's probably only going to play this 28 minutes that he's up to now. Um, for the rest of the season, but even still, I think he's a top 30 player, so it's still a steal. Question. Let's play another little trade for her. Let's say you had some insider knowledge, some insider knowledge. Would you trade Joel Embiid knowing, you know, Sam Hinkie called you and he's like, hey, they put me back in Philadelphia and I got a tip for you. Joel Embiid, I'm going to play him 34 minutes a night the rest of the season. Would you trade my, your Miles Turner for whoever had Joel Embiid? Mike, Mike, you, you're hitting me where where it hurts my heart times two. Um, would I want Miles Turner or Joel Embiid? I want I want Joel Embiid if he's playing that many minutes. I think it'd be hard. To, I think it's hard to argue against that. Um, his almost four turnovers might go up a little bit. Do you, Do you think that, let's say Ben Simmons comes back, Joel Embiid's production is hurt by Ben Simmons at all? No, I think it's helped by Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons is going to be a more competent passer than anyone they have, and I think Ben Simmons knows that his jump shot and his scoring game is not where it needs to be yet. And so I think he's going to be trying to set up Joel Embiid. 
I think it's right. funny that uh, Joel Embiid might become a spot-up shooter in some of the sets that, that the 76ers run. It's great. Oh, man. he. I mean, he's just crazy fun to watch right now. I mean, I, he's maybe one of my top 10 players to watch in the league. Yeah, he's finally made the 76ers exciting, and that's uh, that's positive. Um, yeah, he could be a top 20 player with 10 more minutes a game. All right, Mike. Pretty, I think pretty easily. Who's your sleeper? Who you got? Best sleeper of the year. Let's hear it. All right. This is a, uh, I'm, I'm choosing this sleeper because he was kind of an under-the-radar sleeper, but he wasn't under my radar. Uh, I liked him going into this season. He was your over-the-radar sleeper? He was my under-the-radar sleeper. So uh, Joel Embiid was over-the-radar. Everybody knew Joel Embiid was a sleeper. Everybody knew Dennis Schroeder was a sleeper. I'm going with Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley was basically uh, drafted 82nd in Yahoo leagues. Uh, Avery Bradley kind of brought it on during the second half of last year. You could see, um, you know, actually pretty good second half last year with Boston. And if you weren't paying attention, uh, you probably didn't didn't realize it. You didn't realize he was he was coming on strong. He is ranked 40th on averages this year. I think a lot of people don't even know Avery Bradley who Avery Bradley is. That's probably not true. But um, Avery Bradley is still where'd he go? Where is that guy? He's still owned only by 91 percent of owners in in Yahoo leagues. So I'm going with Avery Bradley. I think he's a great sleeper. He does a lot of random stuff he hits good threes he gets steals he gets good rebounds for a guard um i just think he's great and he you could have got him you know in the eighth round and i think this is a guy you can probably still buy low on just in the sense that a lot of people get scared off by ooh, it's boston they're gonna try to play 50 guys they got jay crowder they got marcus Smart. they got isaiah thomas like avery bradley's not gonna get that many minutes Avery Bradley is not that good. And, and like you were saying, I mean, he's just kind of an underrated guy. He's he's not a big name. He's not a Joel Embiid. Um, and you're right. You know, who's who's really like, oh, man, I can't wait to catch that Celtics game tonight uh, outside of the greater Boston area. it's I mean, they still have Kelly Olenek. I, I'm pretty sure people just remember seeing Kelly Olenek all last year and going, oh, I don't – I do not want to see the Celtics at all. <laughs> Uh, everyone wants to watch Kelly Olynyk's hair. Come on, oh, Look, come on. that that, that, that mop flopping in the breeze. <laughs> that guy needs a shower, man. Smelly <laughs> Kelly. That guy needs a shower. I'm hating everybody tonight. Mike throwing more shade. All right, you ready for the next one, Mike? Yeah. Go uh, ahead. The biggest leap. I mean, this guy. He he's he's a man you already mentioned for me. He's sexy in the sense that I don't think anyone knows how sexy he is. Um, he's ranked 20th so far in nine category leagues uh, this season. It's Miles Turner from the Indiana Pacers, which I think you get that step by a lot of people. I don't think anyone's thinking he's ranked that high. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people would be surprised when they go uh, searching through their, their player raider and they go, oh, Miles, Miles Turner. If you, if you didn't have Miles Turner on your team and you certainly aren't watching Indiana play basketball, um, You'd say, "Hey, I, I had no idea who, that this guy would be any good." Um, and there he is, ranked twentieth. Um, yeah, impressive leap. And um, I think that guy is, is is a top keeper in any league. Oh, no doubt about that. All right, who you got? Who's your leaper? So I did want to, I did want to throw out 
a special tribute. A tri- this is a tribute leap. So this isn't my pick, but this is a tribute leap because I think he deserves recognition of how amazing he is. And everybody already knows it. Giannis, that's an amazing leap. He was ranked 31th last year, but he's the third best player in the league by quite a bit. Um, it's amazing. So I'm going to give a props leap to my man Giannis. The scariest player in the NBA to watch. Yes. The guy I really enjoyed watching every year up until this year when I realized he's in the Bulls division for the rest of his life. And now I'm just depressed. I'm just depressed. Maybe the Bulls could trade Rajon Rondo for him. Did you write that in your article? Uh, I did not because I'm not delusional. Um, I I don't live in an alternate universe with alternate facts. So... I am perfectly happy of not writing that in, in my article. Oh, man. I was hoping. I was hoping uh, for your sake. Now, so I'm actually going to go with a guy who's kind of the antithesis of, uh, of Andrew Wiggins, your most disappointing pl- player. I'm going to go with Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker uh, had a, kind of in a similar fate to Andrew Wiggins, kind of a, a scorer but didn't have a great shot, didn't have a three-pointer, didn't do a lot of the counting stats. This year, he's gone from 111th last year to 49th on averages overall, nine cat leagues. He's scoring over 20 points a game. He's in almost one and a half threes. He's got his counting stats up. He's six rebounds, three assists. His assists are up, which is actually kind of a hard thing to do unless you're really kind of changing your game. Um, in fact, lately, he's, uh, he's approaching the four to five assist range. He's getting a steal, which is, which is good. And uh, about a half a block, so you, you'd want those to go up a little bit more. But Jabari Parker just—he's taking a—he's taking a leap this year, and it's, it's, it's impressive to see. And for a very high pick who had some fanfare coming out in the draft, I feel like you don't really hear that much about him unless you're watching the Bucks. No, exactly, and he's kind of uh, overshadowed by my by Giannis, the other guy who took a leap. Both of those guys taking a leap has really uh, busted. Uh, Milwaukee into playoff, con- uh, not just playoff contention, but contenders in the playoffs. I don't, I don't want to play that team in the playoffs. I don't want to go seven games against them, especially if they get Middleton back and he's healthy. Yeah, that's that's a dangerous team. They were a dangerous team uh, two years ago when the Bulls, uh, I, I think, were taken to six games, seven games. I think they were taken to seven games against the. Uh, Against the Bucks, though, in the in the seventh game, the Bulls just wiped the floor with them. But it was kind of embarrassing to um, to have to go seven games against that young team. But when you look at them now, that's not that embarrassing at all. That team is lanky. Uh, they match up well against anybody. Jason Kidd's running that that switch defense because he can because all those guys are huge. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to see this team in the playoffs. Never. I'm with you there. Um, and you're probably going to see them in the playoffs every, hopefully every year after this. So get used to it. Um, the next uh, award we want to give out is the most underrated uh, player. So this is just award that you really throw to anybody who you just think is kind of um, kind of underappreciated, a guy that people don't like or don't care about or probably don't even think about, but is actually a really good fancy player. So who did, who'd you go with on this one? All right, so. This is a guy that I don't even know. I don't think people even think about on his own team. All right. I mean, like, if I ask you to name, na- start naming Wizards, what, what number would this guy be? Like fourth, fifth? Uh, um, maybe, yeah, maybe fifth. 
It's Otto Porter, who is somehow ranked 18th in nine-category leagues so far this season. I might even say Kelly Oubre before Otto Porter, but like you said, Otto Porter, one of the biggest surprises. Well, and you mentioned earlier, like, nothing he does is super sexy, but he's just really good at everything. He doesn't hurt you anywhere. And that's it. And that's, I mean, like, I think if you're, especially in a nine-category league with those real low turnovers, I think this is a guy you could probably buy for, like, a, a 50th-ranked player and get some great value for him. Yeah, even, and, I mean, I always say, even if you're in a head-to-head, don't shy away from those players who don't hurt you anywhere because you need those guys to just kind of be the, the bedrock of your team. Low turnovers, solid counting stats, you know, you need that. And here's the thing I've, I've been kicking around in my brain. If slash when Bradley Beal gets hurt, doesn't Otto Porter get even better? Hmm. I don't see why not. So, I don't see why uh, I don't see why Otto Porter wouldn't get a bigger role, get bigger usage, um, take on a little bit more of the team. He's I mean, like you said, he's ranked sixteenth uh, on averages, uh, two three pointers, a steal and a half, shooting fifty three percent. I thought him shooting over 50% wouldn't last, but it has lasted the whole season. And so that's what I mean. This guy could get even better. So this is the guy I'm definitely trying to buy right now. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. I'd go with uh, if you can get Auto Porter because you know whoever's owning Auto Porter, they know Auto Porter's good. Everybody else doesn't know Auto Porter's good, but I think anybody who's got Auto Porter on their team, they see him every day, day in and day out. Um, they probably know he's good, especially if you're in a Roto League, Nine Cat League. But but even you were saying a lot of people think that field goal percentage is a fluke. It's field goal percentage goes down, the points go down. I mean, I could see where there's a little bit of a window there. Sure. If you can get them, get them. Um, the guy I went with most, uh, probably most underrated player is a guy, I think he's he's underrated in the NBA. Um, he's underrated in the free, in, during free agency. Um Mr. George Hill for the Utah Jazz. Now, he's also been injured this year as well, so he's probably been overlooked quite a bit um, just in general, even just during the, during the year. He um, has only played 23 games, but he's currently ranked in the top 50, and um, he's averaging 18 points, two three-pointers, um, some rebounds, some decent assists, and some uh, steal a game, shooting uh, 48%, hitting 80% of his free throws. Um, George Hill, nobody thinks about that guy. That guy is a, is a top 50 player, and which means he's an incredibly useful fantasy player. And I think that even when he played in Indiana, like no, no, one, no one ever gives George Hill any respect, the poor guy. Well, they moved him for Jeff Teague, right? And I don't think they got any better. Uh, I actually heard some in the nose making the argument that, that George Hill was a better player than Jeff Teague, which I don't know that I believe, but I think they're similar players. Hmm. I would um I would say Hill might be better. I would go with Hill. If I had to have Hill or Jeff Teague on my team, I would go with uh I'd go with George Hill. I'm an irrational Jeff Teague fan, so I, I won't. All right. 
So that that could be the problem. That could be a good way to swindle you on nohalftime.com. There you go. Um, The last random award for your mid-season fantasy um, award show that we are currently doing, which is a long title. We got to work on the name, but we'll get it. We'll we'll get it down. A work in progress. Uh, The waiver wire tramp of (laughs) mid-season. And so this is my favorite award because it's got a great name. And I've, I've used it before in the past. It basically means who's the guy in your league who's been around. He's been on half the teams in your league. He's in and out of people's rosters. He's a tramp. He's on that waiver wire every other week. Who's the guy who's been dropped the most in your league and then picked up right away? Um, the guy for me, and I, th- I think I mentioned this earlier, it's, it's Zach Randolph. I think sometimes I, I build a lot of teams kind of around guards. And I'm always just looking for like an extra assist or two kind of at the end of the week. and Or not assist, I'm sorry, an extra rebound or two, a, a few points, um, especially in my head-to-head leagues. And so Zach Randolph is a guy I'm always kind of picking up. And then I'm like, I don't need you anymore. Get away. And then I just I, I always fall back to him. Zach Randolph's a pretty good one. He's been in that uh, that drop zone for a lot of years um, simply because he's a he's kind of a – points rebounds nothing else guy but if you can get him i mean and he's you know playing decent minutes he's still got it which is really surprising well yeah especially after they said like no more power forward you're you're strictly a backup center at the beginning of the year and i'm thinking like man this could be the year he finally goes in the tank he's just still kicking my guy for the uh the waiver wire tramp of the midseason is damari carroll Damari Carroll gave us all a couple um, really surprising years in Atlanta, and I, I still think people are uh, hoping, considering he was injured last year, uh, kind of hoping he gets his magic back, kind of that across the board doesn't hurt you anywhere type of player. And he hasn't. He's not. He's not playing a very big role in in Toronto. He's only averaging 26 minutes a game. But occasionally he goes through little spouts of uh, little outbursts of really good play. And someone always is like, well, you know what? I'm picking him up. You know, there's a early this January, he had a 26 point game followed by 11 point game and an 18 point game. And I'm certain um, someone picked him up in my league. And then he had a nine point game and a zero point game. So yeah. He probably was dropped immediately after that. That guy's been on and off of rosters all year. Uh, Damari Carroll, probably one of the um, consummate waiver wire tramps of this season and probably next season too. It's just crazy to look at his stats and see that he was really only ever good with the Hawks. Yeah. And like so much better with the Hawks than he was with any other team. It's just that's a really weird kind of career case um, to look at. Yeah, everyone was very surprised because he he's 30 years old now, so he kind of busted out at 28, which is incredibly 27, 28, which is really rare to uh, to make a leap uh, at that age. He suddenly was shooting the ball uh, at about a 47, 48% clip, which, you know, helped the, the Hawks be some, one of the best teams in the league. And I, th- I think it was just that system. Was Coach Bud's um, really nice system with Horford and 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 Millsap? He made Kemp Bazemore awesome. Must I say more? 
That is impressive because um, that should have been someone's most disappointing player of the season, Kent Bazemore. I mean, just I don't I, – it wasn't disappointing to me because if you ever saw Kent Bazemore play, you knew he wasn't good. Now so you're, you're getting in the shade game now. I Okay. I watched a lot of the games when that man played for the Lakers. That guy was not a good basketball player. <laughs> Man, well, fair, fair enough. Um, so I think that's it for the award ceremony, and we're now going to go straight to the all-star lineup. So let's hit these um, right down, right down the list. Um, who are your? If you're putting an all-star team together, basically, kind of the most surprising guys, or the the guys who, uh, obviously, not the best guys in the league. But guys who, uh, you're, if you drafted them, you know, in the fourth round, they're giving you second round type of uh, production. All these guys are giving you above their average draft position pr- production, and they're they're helping you win your league. Uh, you you're want to start with the point guard, or you want me to read my team? Um, go ahead and just uh, read your team. All right, so point guard, I got Giannis. I mean, we talked about him. This dude, just that's that's all you need to say. Dude's crazy. Um, a lot of leagues that I played in, he got picked in the back half of the first round, and he may be the number one pick going forward. I mean, that guy is just insane. Yeah, I think this is a little unfair because uh, the guy is eligible for point guard, uh, shooting guard, strong forward, shooting forward, strong forward, whatever you want to call it, and power forward. He's he's eligible for four positions, and I wouldn't put it past the fact that he might be eligible for five positions at some point in his career. I could see it. I could see it. All right, so shooting guard. I picked this guy just for this fact, okay? He's averaging 11.6 assists a game. The guy's James Harden, okay? So he's great. He was maybe the number one pick in your league, which is kind of cheating. But who would have thought James Harden would get 11 assists a game? No, I never would have if you would have pulled. I think if you pulled most people at the beginning of the season, there's no way you would have put him over 10 assists a game. And so just for that fact alone and how difficult assists can be to get, I had to put him on my all-star team. That's fair. My I think small that's pretty for- fair. My small forward, I cheated kind of again, but I'm, I'm getting You're good at it. You're cheating a lot in this, all-star, in this all-star picks. Listen, okay, it's Kevin Durant. He's ranked that's, first. That's he's cheating. Ranked, he's ranked first in nine cat leagues, and for once in his life, he was not the first player picked. I'll only give it to you. I, I, this is a tough one to give to you because obviously Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant, but um, a lot of people did think he would take a, a hit moving to Golden State, and instead he became uh, probably having one of the most efficient seasons he's ever he's ever had. Okay, so my last two I didn't cheat, Fine. but we kind of are already talked about. So I'll, I'll go over them quick. Then I'll give you three honorable mention players that I have that I really thought about picking, but I I just couldn't feel good about it. So the power forward, I went with Miles Turner. The dude's been awesome. I think he was picked probably fifth, sixth round in most leagues. He's a top 20 player. I think only only goes up from here. Uh, the center, I went with Joel Embiid. He's amazing too. My honorable mentions are kind of fun to talk about. The first guy I had was Trevor Booker. And I want to oh. know who thought he would be fantasy relevant at the beginning of the year. I don't think anybody. I think he was probably undrafted in 
almost all leagues, if not if not all leagues. I think he sat on a waiver wire in a league I'm in for like three weeks because I'm like, there's no way this guy's good. Everybody was like, yeah, no, no chance. So that's my number one. Number two, Nick Young, okay? Literally everybody thought Nick Young was going to get amnestied and or cut and or traded for that fake second-round pick by the Lakers before this season started. That dude's starting. He's scoring some points. He's hitting some three-pointers. And he's actually been worth a stream in fantasy a lot of nights. I think he's worth uh, being on a roster in, in most leagues, really. Guy's good. And that's what I mean. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? Like, if, if we drafted every player in the league, would you have picked Nick Young going into the season? Maybe one of the last rounds. That's what I'm saying. So that, to me, that I literally almost put him as the shooting guard over James Harden on my all-star team just because that was so crazy. That would, um, been, that would have been not cheating. Well, I, I told you <laughs> I was going to have some good ones at the end. But I'm getting there. Um, my last guy I had down, Mo Harkless. Another guy I didn't think I don't think anyone thought was going to be anything. That Portland kind of small forward, power forward looked really cluttered at the beginning of the year. Most people thought Aminu was going to start. They signed Evan Turner. No one thought he was going to get any minutes. He's been like a top seventy-five player so far this season, and I just wanted to give him some props for kind of coming out of nowhere. I think that's fair. I think that's what the the honorable mention award is for. It's giving some props to people who deserve it. And uh, I'm a big Mo Harkless fan, so you kind of stole my thunder with my man Mo Harkless. Um, I've always kind of liked his game and his, his fantasy ability at, at the very least. All right, let's hear, lineup. let's hear your all-stars. Let's hear them. I'm excited. All right. I'm going for point guard. Starting out, I'm going with Isaiah Thomas. He is ranked 10th. He's a top 10 player. And, I mean, let's just make sure I'm not hallucinating – over the last month, actually last, yeah, last month, he's a top four player in the league on averages. Fourth, he's averaging over 30. That's a whole nother ball game, averaging over 30 points a game, hitting four threes in the last month. And his, his assists, his assists are uh, above six. He's getting steals. He's getting rebounds at, at that uh, height of his, shooting close to 50%. I knew Isaiah Thomas was a good player. I can't believe he is a top 10 player in fantasy league. I am totally with you, um, especially with the fact that Marcus Smart, you know, a lot of people thought maybe he'd get some more of those guard minutes. And, you know, I think a lot of people are actually kind of down on Isaiah Thomas going into this year instead of, like, thinking he was going to get better, thinking he was probably going to be the same or maybe even a little worse than last year. So I, I, Isaiah Thomas is a great pick. Yeah, I think it's it's wild that you probably could have got him in the fourth round. And if you did, you're probably having a pretty good year. You're doing your dance. Oh, yeah. I love Isaiah Thomas. Good. Uh, I, I I think he's great. I'm really happy for him. The, the short the short NBA men always have a, a oh, yeah. soft spot in my heart. He, he's also the pizza guy. <laughs> you, you know about this, right? Yes. In Sacramento, he would deliver every, like, 10,000th pizza for the pizza the pizza guy. It's amazing. I would that would have been great. That'd have been a great reward. Now he's he's an all-star. He's much more than the pizza man now, that is for certain. So for my uh my next pick, uh, shooting guard. I went with another very similar mold. 
but um, kind of also kind of a similar situation as well, where I think a lot of people did not think, um, maybe thought he was fluky, maybe thought um, he would not continue to uh, to improve. I went with CJ McCollum. Uh, CJ McCollum has gotten better. Uh, last year, he kind of came out of nowhere. He was ranked 39th in averages overall. This year, he's ranked 19th in averages overall. He's improved his game across the board. He is shooting better. He's still, um, you know, running the, the same sets with Dame Lillard. But he's now even more of a factor than he was last year. I think uh, maybe a lot of people th- thought he would regress or he was kind of fluky with uh, with his bust-out season last year. And instead, uh, CJ McCollum, uh, someone who you probably could have gotten in the fourth round as well. If you if you got, you know, some uh, in the third round, in the beginning of fourth round, you win Isaiah Thomas, CJ McCollum, you're a really happy person right now. You're probably winning your league. I mean, I'll, I'll give you props for that. CJ McCollum was was definitely a surprise to me. I did not think he was going to get even better than last year, and he's done it. So good on him. Yeah, I got uh he's one of my keepers in in one of my important leagues. So I'm pretty happy about that guy. Um so for my for the three spot, I went with someone who's already been mentioned, uh, Otto Porter. I mean, he's like you said he's had the biggest one of the biggest leaps. Um pretty impressive year so far. Doesn't hurt you anywhere. Uh probably could have got him, you know, later in the draft and you know, it's a top 20 player. Rank fifteenth. Still think you can snag him. Do it. Someone do it. Someone give. Someone tweet me with a good trade they made. Get an auto porter. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at Tyler. Watsy four 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 four. It's there you go. All right, who you got? Power forward. Let's hear it. Power forward. I'm gonna cheat. He took my guy. I was gonna go with Miles Turner, so I'm gonna cheat. I'm going with Boogie Cousins because I want to talk about Boogie Cousins because I love Boogie Cousins. The Boogie. He is. Scoring 28 points a game. He's hitting almost two three-pointers a game as a center. Uh, Over to 10 rebounds, which is pretty rare. Steals are always great. His blocks are are one-and-a-half blocks, one-and-a-half steals. That's incredible. Uh, He is also, I would say, in contention with uh, putting him in uh, high high praise next to Mason Plumlee as one of the best passing big men in the league, averaging a little over four assists per game. You do wish his field goal percentage was up a little bit more and his turnovers were a little bit down, but screw that. Boogie is ranked 10th in uh, averages overall in 9-cat, even with his uh, bad turnovers and his, his his mediocre field goal percentage, and that makes him amazing, and that's why he's one of my all-stars. Um, I wrote in an article uh, last week when Rudy Gay got hurt about how I think DeMarcus Cousins' statistics – can probably get even better now that Rudy Gay has a torn Achilles because they were kind of not really using the point guard much to handle the ball. They were kind of using Rudy Gay and DeMarcus Cousins. And now with Rudy Gay gone, I think they're going to give the ball to DeMarcus Cousins even more. I can see those assists going up a little bit. I can see the scoring going up just another tick. Maybe get that over two three-pointers a game and just be a complete monster in the second half of the season. You know, I would would love to see that, especially since – Boogie is taking the third most field goal attempts in the league already. Uh, let's 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 get him number one. Come on, Boogie, you can do it. I believe in you. You can be number one. You can have the most field goal attempts. You, you could beat Russell Westbrook. You don't want to pass the ball to Darren Collison or Aaron Afalo. Come on, just shoot the ball. 
Yeah, nobody wants to see anyone play on that team other than you. I'm totally, totally with you there. So my, my final all-star, my center, I'm going with uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is having the breakout he was supposed to have last year. And uh, his setback last year, I think, turned a lot of people off and uh, kind of knocked him off, knocked everybody off the Rudy Gobert scent, which is probably a pretty pungent scent, uh, considering he's French. No offense to the French, I love him. Uh, but uh, they take a outlook on showers like I do, uh, spare, sparingly. Rudy Gobert is currently ranked 26th overall in averages across the board. That's including uh, his uh, his 64% free throw percentage, which really does hurt him. Um, yeah, Rudy Gobert having the breakout season uh, he was supposed to have. You probably could have got him. You probably you could have went Isaiah Thomas, CJ McCollum. And then Rudy Gobert, and then Otto Porter. That could have legitimately been your draft, and I think that's an amazing team. I look forward to going into next year having the debate with you about picking Rudy Gobert early in your draft. I uh, I think I'm going to be for it because I, I think he's proven uh, who he is, and I think Utah is um, basically relying on him to be um, some someone that you know they're going to build this team around uh it's gonna be fun because i'm going to make some suggestions that he is a player you're gonna have to build your team around as opposed to just a player in those early rounds you can pick and kind of just set it and forget it yeah he's certainly he's kind of an ideal um punting kind of guy so let me uh let me adjust my rankings really quick and see rudy gobert if you are punting free throws is the 10th best player in the league so that's pretty impressive. Yes, he is a great fantasy player in the things that he does, and he just doesn't do the other things. Yeah, his um, being below – I think it's really hard to be anybody if you're below one assist a game. But uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert does enough of everything else at, a, at an elite level to, uh, to make up for it. Totally with you there. All right, let's hear some honorable mentions. I know you got a couple. I'm excited right. to hear them. Honorable mentions. I think these guys, nobody ever talks about them. I think they should – be talked about at least a little bit. Uh, my number one honorable mission is Stephen Adams. Good job, Stephen Adams. You're you're good. You're a good player. Um, I like Stephen Adams. He was a guy you probably could have got off. You probably got off the waiver wire, um, or incredibly late in your draft. Um, some people were on him, but um, I think he was kind of overlooked, and um, he's improved his game. His free throw percentage went up. Uh, almost 12% up into the 70s, which makes him um, fine. His steals are kind of a, uh, surprisingly good for for a big man. And he he, he gets a, the occasional, you know, a block, a little over a block and uh, solid rebounds and solid points. He doesn't really hurt you in too many other places. Steven Adams, like, I think you you were happy that you, you snagged him wherever you snagged him and or got him off the weight group. He is the unsexy big man I love to pick in the 10th, 11th, 12th round every year. A guy who you just say, I think this guy can get a lot better. I think this guy can fix some some deficiencies in his game and can be the man I want him to be. And if he's not, then I just say, see ya. And I think you got to remember he's 23 years old, which uh, he doesn't look 23 years old. He looks, he like, looks like he's 42 and a half. He looks like he's from the – 
yeah. Cretaceous period. Like he looks like <laughs> he's been living in caves. Um, he's 23 somehow. He's born in the friggin' 90s. It's amazing. The late um, 90s. He's he's younger than me, man. That is, I don't say that very often. I'll get used to that. It's not that fun. Um, another one of my honorable mention guys is uh, Seth Curry, the other Curry. Who knew the other Curry would ever be relevant at all, let alone uh, playing some decent minutes on a Dallas team and playing enough to to warrant being talked about in a standard league uh, fantasy basketball podcast? Who, who would have thought? I mean, when he got let go by Sacramento this year, a lot of Sacramento fans were really mad that they couldn't have this guy anymore um, just because I think he's a really fun offensive player, just like his brother. Uh, the defense is a little suspect, which doesn't matter for fantasy. So in fantasy, I would agree that, I mean, he's been a top 100 player this year, which I think he gets sneaked up past a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't even uh, still aren't on, on a Seth Curry bandwagon. They probably go, oh, I think – I think Yahoo made a uh, spell check error. I'm going to have to uh, email them to make sure they no one makes a mistake and picks this guy up. Um, so, yeah. the um, Seth Curry, good for him. I'm glad he's relevant. I'm glad he's doing all right in Dallas. Um, my, last, my last honorable mention is a guy who um, I think deserves to be, to be called out either, either way. He's, uh, I think he's always underrated. And sadly, he is out for the season. Uh, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is better than everyone thinks he is. Um, every year, I, I think he's probably he's probably outperformed his draft, uh, his average draft position for the like the last, I would say, at least six seven years. Uh, everyone assumes he's going to fall out, and uh, once he come, came back from that injury, it looked like he was actually about to have an incredible second half. It is sad that he tore his Achilles. He is out actually until next January. So um, it's very sad to see Rudy Gay go. I think Achilles injury is just sad for anybody just in the sense that I don't know that anyone's ever really come all the way back from one. No, at 30 it's much harder. Um, So hopefully that is not Rudy Gay's career. Uh, Not to end on a very depressing note as in a memorial to Rudy Gay, but um, hopefully Rudy Gay comes back, gives us a few more years. That'd be great. You know, yeah. you know a team who could use him, the Chicago Bulls. Never heard of that team. Yeah, you might not hear about that team uh, very much longer. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm yeah. actually I'm no, rooting big time for your Bulls, okay? Because I think it's just the league is a little bit more fun when the Bulls are really, really good. I agree. Well, I think it's, the league's good whenever the uh, the big market teams, because you have to watch them on TNT and ESPN, so it's good to watch good games instead of like, oh, here come the Lakers playing Denver. Uh, maybe I'll, you know, watch something why, else. Why do they still play those games? Like, do they think the Lakers and Denver are going to be good at the beginning of the season? Because, like, I can see, like, putting the Lakers on against a fun team to watch, like the Clippers, I don't know, like someone you just like, oh, that sounds like a good game. But, like, to put them on against Denver, it's like, yeah, they put, them, watch this. they put them on against like mediocre opponents. So it's like, oh, the reason I was going to watch this game was because of the Lakers, not because they were playing Minnesota, not because of Car Anthony Towns, but the reason I was supposed to watch this game was because the Lakers are playing. Uh, no thanks. I don't really want to do that. 
I think all it is is that like advertisers and marketing and, and, and people who buy or I guess, yeah, people who sell commercials or buy commercial time are still uh, don't understand what the NBA players already understand. NBA players understand you do not need to be in a big market to be a superstar. You just don't. You could be a superstar in this in the in this digital world, and you could have your the number one jersey uh, in Oklahoma City. You could be an international superstar. Everyone else says, uh, these advertisers look at it and they go, well, it's a big market and there's a lot of eyes and that means more people and then that we got to put it in the big market. We got to put LA on there so we can sell more advertising because they're old school business people who don't know how the world works anymore. Um, so that is my, uh, that's my hypothesis. It sounds smart to me. Better than anything I'd come up with. Well, I'm just making it up as I go. So Perfect. Um, I think that's it for our All-Stars. A pretty good All-Star, mid-season All-Stars, I think. I think it was a pretty good show in general. I think we got some good information out there, so I'm happy with it. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and if you did enjoy it, go ahead and rank us on whatever podcast uh, application you are listening to us currently on. Give us a review. The reviews really help uh, other people find the show. And if you got feedback for us, you can tweet at us. You can tweet at me at WatchTheBoxes, all one word. And Tyler, what's your Twitter? Uh, you can tweet at me at watsy4444. So that's my last name with a Y and then four number fours. Perfect. So, yeah, if you got feedback or you need advice with your waiver wire or your trades um, or just really want to tell us uh, what a great job we did with the all-star uh, rank, the midseason all-star rankings. Or uh, you want to uh, tell me it stunk. You want to tell me it stunk. Yeah. Tell me it stunk, man. I'd love to hear feedback, anything. Yeah, if, if you're Chris Paul and you were tired of me talking crap about you, please tweet it, tweet us. And tell us how you want us to stop talking crap about you. Uh, That would be awesome. And I think that's it. Thanks for joining me, Tyler. All right. Thank you, man. It was great. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody.